All the athletes out there, if you've ever been injured, especially something more serious, like a season-ending injury that required surgery, you probably got handed a rehab protocol, and it's something that's guiding you through the rehab process. But you can follow a rehab protocol to the T, and you might feel that your recovery is not optimal, you're not progressing as fast as you would like, and there's something missing. And that's actually very, very common. In this quick episode, I just wanna share some light insights and perspective on why rehab protocols are just basic blueprints and not foolproof plans that yield to a comprehensive, optimal recovery. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners, you're in the right place to hear about all of these strategies, topics, conversations that deal with optimizing human performance. And for all of my returning listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. And for everyone out there, if you haven't heard some of the previous episodes, go check out the library of past episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also check out my YouTube channel. There's been a lot of video highlight clips of the guest interviews, guest who who've come on, shared their stories, their journeys, insights, a lot of things that we can take away from to apply and help us along our journey. So go check that out on my YouTube channel. You can find it at HNL Movement. And also check out all of the other free content on my social media channels. Everything across the board is HNL Movement. As you know, with all of the episodes so far, there's been a lot of great guest interviews, guests who share a lot of insights that it's just good to hear their perspectives, their experiences, and what they've been through. And in addition, I do short solo episodes, one like today, where I talk about a bite-sized chunk of something that deals with how to optimize your performance, how to train better, how to minimize injury risk, and anything and everything that encompasses what we're trying to do with athletic performance. And lastly, before I start this episode, if you're finding a lot of benefit or value from this content in any way, be sure to share it, share it with family, friends, coaches, colleagues, teammates, and also give me some feedback. Feel free to reach out on social media, or you can email me directly at andrew at hnlmovement.com or through my website, hnlmovement.com. So with all of that, let's jump into today's topic. And it's all about understanding or providing some perspective for what a rehab protocol is there to do and what are some of the benefits and limitations of rehab protocols so that you can apply this concept better and also get a better understanding as to some of the things that you can do to make sure that individually you're maximizing your outcomes and making sure that you're really focusing on regaining all of that performance capacity and just getting back to your sport or your activity. So let's start with basic rehab protocols. Typically after a surgery or something significant, you might be handed a protocol by your physician, by your physical therapist, by your athletic trainer. And basically a rehab protocol, it's just a template or a set of instructions and steps that kind of guide you really briefly through the rehab process, gives you a timeline, a prognosis, some of the big landmarks that you should hit. And that is providing some basic structure again. While rehab protocols are useful, right, it gives some direction, some insight as to what's going to happen throughout the recovery process, it's impossible for it to address every single thing that that individual needs. 
And even more so, it's impossible to address all of the underlying causes that may be contributing to the injury or may still persist after you sustain that injury. So again, it's just a very basic and brief protocol that lays out some of the basic blueprint or framework to guide you through the rehab process. As you probably can guess, this basic protocol, it's not catered to every single specific individual's needs. It cannot shed insight on what you specifically need or where you're gonna have problems or what types of things might be really easy for you. It's impossible to do all of that. No written instruction sheet or protocol can do that. Think about when you get an instruction manual to put something together or build something. That instruction manual is catered to the general public to give them some instruction. That instruction cannot tell you what specific things you'll struggle with, what things you'll understand from your previous experiences, what other types of things you might need, like what tools you need to buy and all of that. All of that is not what the instruction manual is capable of doing for you as an individual. Same thing for a protocol. That protocol is not capable of explaining some of the individual variations, struggles, obstacles that you're gonna face as you navigate through your recovery process. So the basic thing to take away is that not everyone is the same. And these generic protocols, they cannot foresee or predict the nuances and the specific needs of you as an individual. The second thing is that because a protocol kind of lays out a timeline, I've seen this over and over throughout my career, there's a lot of times when you're doing okay, but because you're sticking so rigidly to the timeline, and typically it's with advancing people based off of tissue healing time too soon when they still need to work on some of the things in the previous step, that actually gets people into trouble. And I think a lot of this has to do with all of the other things that the protocol can't explicitly go over. So other factors need to be considered, right, for that individual. Like how is their tissue actually healing, their medical history, their individual variations affecting recovery, their mental and emotional state. That's a big one, especially when you're dealing with some type of serious or long-term injury. The nutrition habits and lifestyle that they live, that factors into how well your body's gonna handle not only recovery and tissue healing, but also how well you're gonna be able to handle some of the adaptations that you need physically and physiologically when you're going through exercise and rehab. And the list goes on and on. And of course, these are all of the things that no rehab protocol can comprehensively include into their instructions or step-by-step -step process when you're going through the recovery. So all of this, it leads to a lack of understanding sometimes as to when you're progressing strictly based off of tissue healing or the timeline that you are from surgery or the timeline that you are from when you sustain your injury. And all of this needs to be considered but again, not all of this can be covered in your protocol or your instruction sheet. So what I'm trying to say is that protocols really focus a lot on what not to do. Even though they're giving you some recommendations, it's super brief, very broad and vague. It's really focusing on what not to do. Don't move in this range of motion too early. Don't weight bear before this timeline. Don't do these exercises because we know for a fact they're gonna stress the tissue that you just got repaired or tissue that needs to heal. So it's really focusing on what not to do, but it doesn't really thoroughly address all of the other things that you may need to work on during that phase. And again, that's where the thought process and the conceptual understanding as to the individual as a whole, what types of things that they need, but also understanding the injury. 
the pathophysiology, pathomechanics of the injury, making sure that we're not causing things that will irritate tissues or impede the healing process, but we're trying to work on other things that when we get to a certain phase, that all of the other things we worked on will help us to improve our progress and our outcomes even more. So for all of this, I'm not saying not to look at the protocol, but a lot of it is when you work with an experienced practitioner or rehab specialist, all of this should automatically be considered and we should go beyond that to start to focus on addressing what the individual needs. So an individual assessment is super crucial because we need to identify these specific needs, issues, goals, what they're trying to get back to that a basic protocol will not be able to address in their set of instructions. I've talked about this in previous episodes too, and it's really addressing and finding out what the underlying causes, problems, obstacles are for this individual and helping them through that so that we can keep a efficient and effective timeline to help them to get back to where they wanna be and recover as effectively and efficiently as possible. And like I just mentioned, I think this is where having someone with expertise or experience in this area is crucial because healthcare professionals, athletic trainers, physical therapists, anyone that's really experienced in working with that type of sport or activity and working with that types of injuries, that's going to play a pivotal role in creating this tailored approach that goes beyond the structure of what the protocol lays out. And for all of the practitioners out there, it's really understanding deeper and deeper levels of what are we trying to restore because the tissue healing timeline that is i think that's the simple part if you just have adequate time and you're not doing anything that really drastically impedes recovery the tissue is going to heal however if you don't support that with strength and conditioning if you don't support that with proper biomechanics proper movements if you don't support that with a gradual progression to ramp up the intensity and activity volume and training loads then really we're doing a disservice because even though the tissues healed, we're going to do a lot of things that the body's not ready for and it's going to throw excessive stress in the tissues that you just had either had surgery on or completed rehabilitation or the tissue that just got through that tissue healing phase. If we don't have all of the other aspects, we're not going to do justice by allowing a successful return to sport and activity because again, whatever the thing that we didn't address thoroughly, that's going to increase the risk of excessive stress going into the tissue that we just rehabbed. And I also mentioned this before too, it's treating the person as a whole because everyone is going to have different types of hardships, different types of challenges, different parts of the recovery and rehab process that go really smoothly because again, we are individuals and we have unique needs, strengths, and weaknesses. So we as practitioners need to really focus in on that and treat the person as a whole. So a lot of this was the broad concepts, but I wanna give a couple examples. And I think when we follow timelines on the protocols to a T, sometimes we don't realize that we could have done or addressed more of the dysfunctional areas or the issues or the problems that these athletes might be having in the previous step or phase. A lot of times we're so eager to move on because we feel like we can't do that much in the infancy or initial stages after an injury or after a surgery. So for example, after surgery, you know, knee surgeries, shoulder surgeries, a lot of the things that we can focus on are some of the real basic levels that aren't going to impede the recovery process. 
And some of these basic level things are things that will help us to prevent the guarding, right? Because we're in pain. A lot of breathing things, a lot of trying to relax and trying to subconsciously not tense up or guard that joint. And you can do this while you're working on other areas of the body too that might indirectly contribute, right, to dysfunction in the area that is injured right now or is recovering. So all of this, we can focus on these steps. Sometimes we don't address some of these basic steps. And then when we move on, we don't realize that, wow, they're always guarding or they're in a lot of pain when they do certain movements because again, they haven't addressed some of that basic level one of how to actually restore resting muscle tension, how to actually tolerate and perceive the pain and discomfort and tightness and differentiate all of that that they're feeling. So all of these things we need to focus on before we move on is what I'm saying. And this goes, you know, any step along the way. Sometimes we're so eager after knee surgeries or knee injuries, oh, we're going to squat. But then before that step, we don't realize that because of the lower activity level, their hips shut off, their core is not functioning as well as it could. They have some ankle tightness or mobility that we can work on at the same time. So again, we get into squatting and we're okay from a tissue healing standpoint, but because we haven't addressed some of the other areas of the body or other things that contribute to how we're gonna load the knee, then what happens is when we start to squat, again, our body is not conditioned or not in the right balance to actually get a lot of benefit from the squatting. And again, you can see that as this goes on and on, if you never really address some of those other factors that we need to address, then it can become more problematic. And then even though we're following that timeline again, things start to add up and in the long term, it becomes more of a problem and you'll start to notice that or it becomes more obvious when we get into more higher level types of movements and activities. So what I'm trying to say is that the timeline and the protocol gives a good basic and brief template. It's a starting point, but you really need the guidance and the expertise of someone that has done this a lot to actually customize the recovery and rehab process to your individual needs. And those brief examples, it just emphasizes again that you need to address or understand your body, understand some of the things that you need, understand what happens after injuries or understand what areas you can improve on to make sure that you're moving well you're going to reach your optimal performance and in conjunction with that, trying to minimize as much as possible any future injury risks. So again, the real big take home message here for everyone out there, athletes going through injuries, previous or current injuries, practitioners, anyone that's supporting the rehab and recovery process. It's crucial to realize that a protocol is just the basics. It is not capable of addressing all of these other deficits or individual needs that will help that athlete to improve function and performance. The protocol is not meant to be an exhaustive list of what you can do with that individual and what the individual actually needs. And this is where experts and practitioners should start to use their training, their thought process, critical thinking to address all of these things that are not stated with that protocol. Use the protocol as a reference. Definitely avoid doing anything that's contraindicated, but the protocol is not going to be a strict set in stone, step-by-step -step timeline for you because there's a lot of times that it's okay if you're a little bit set back and then you can play a little catch up or if you need to spend more time doing this, continue to do that as you move on into the next phase. There's so much intricacies and I think this is where getting professional help and guidance is super key 
especially if you're trying to return back to higher levels of sports and performance. So what I want to encourage you to do, since you're listening to this podcast, is reflect on some of this information and think about any previous injuries that you rehabbed from, or maybe you're going through a current injury, but think about some of these steps that, yeah, maybe I didn't address these, or I'm unsure or not aware of what areas may be contributing to some of my movement dysfunction. Hopefully you're not getting too many aches and pains, but if you are, then try to think about that. And it will be good to get assessed. Get assessed, start to figure out, yeah, maybe I didn't address some of these things through my recovery process. And I noticed some of the effects when I'm currently training or doing my sports and activities. Because all of this, again, it will just give you a deeper understanding of what your body needs. A professional can help you point out to what areas you may need to focus on. Because all of this, again, are things that if you work on, it will really elevate your performance, allow you to do more, and just help you move better, live better, hopefully do all of the things that you'd love to do for a very long time. So that is all that I have for this episode. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to me on social media at HNL Movement or email me as well at andrew at hnlmovement.com. And I hope this episode shed some insight on how to actually use your protocol as a guide, but also understanding that there's a lot of individual needs and differences that we all need to focus on that's not going to be explicitly stated on that protocol. Other than that, I don't have anything else. So everyone keep training hard, train smart. Remember, if you do have a lot of issues that you might think is problematic or impeding your performance, go get checked out by a healthcare professional or someone that specializes in sports medicine, strength and conditioning, and can understand what you need to do as an athlete. I think that's super valuable. So everyone go do that if you need to. But keep doing everything that you're doing and keep trying to improve every day and just get 1% better every day. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. I release episodes every Tuesday. So I'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Until then, aloha.